Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. Let's introduce them before we get started. Over in Glendale, someone who always keeps it regal, Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Grabby? Huss! 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 <laughs> that was the berserker. Okay. Oh, damn, that's Nor- a deep cut. Nor- Nord the Barbarian? Come on, guys. You're better than that. It was very Nordic. Down in Bayview, someone who stays freshly squeezed, Mr. Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? For he is limitless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, right. Yeah, he is. Right. Without <laughs> limits, without anything. Getting that three-second suntan. <laughs> that was a very that was a good baritone there, too, Matt, I must say. Staying down in Bayview, my good friend. Oh my God! It's Charlie Michael. <laughs> I'm the honky-tonk man. I'm cool. I'm cocky and I'm bad. What's up? We got to start our own choir on this show. Oh, I mean, we got a little something. The voices are, I know. They're just incredible. God, you guys yeah, good to see you, boys. Yeah, man, you too. All right. Let's uh, dive think- right in. Yeah, I think we What's should up, maybe Steve? make some space for a fifth man on this team because I think Keith Lee's going to be looking for a job soon. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> True that. You might as well call him a jobber. Um, if you take it back to our past co- episodes, um, we were talking about Keith Lee a little bit, and this past weekend he was main eventing main event, <laughs> which is not a good sign. As no. much as the title of the show would sound like, hey, this is good, it's a great thing. that is yeah. not good. For Keith Lee. That's yeah. not where you want your career going. Yeah, no. he's pretty much one week away from jobbing to Titus O'Neil on main event. Ooh, oh my I God. hope he doesn't wow. slip underneath the old or, ring like old Titus did. Or teaming up with Titus O'Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's also walking papers right there. Yeah. And wasn't he wrestling... They become uh, the new primetime players. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, primetime players <laughs> the new, 2000. New, the new, new primetime players. And uh, so he was wrestling Angel Garza, who I thought is like a really good wrestler. And yeah, they I thought were, he was he pushing was him. Getting a little something, something ever since. Uh, what was that? He had a great match. Oh, uh, shit. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's on main it. event. It wasn't that great. <laughs> it doesn't matter how great his match was. But um, yeah, we could be uh, seeing a slow decline into mid card on main event Keith Lee, and that's super sad to see. Yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I can't sit here and bitch about it because honestly, like, how many weeks ago was it where Mike and Charlie made a bet on this show as to whether the bear? What was the button bet again, Mike? I forget the exact terms. Okay, of it. I said, who's gonna rise to glory first? Keith Lee winning a belt. I even said universal title or the bears winning the NFC North and they probably could the way that they, they looked uh, this last Sunday, right, Charlie? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're totally yeah. right. They're locking it oh, up. Yeah. But Lock it doesn't it. matter because the Green Bay Packers just clinched the NFC North. So I got three sixty-five for old Keith Lee to get a little push here. Well, and the best part of that bet, if if I remember exactly, the wording that uh, Mike, I don't know if you said this or Charlie said this, but one of you guys said something along the lines of a main event push, and we're now seeing Keith Lee on main event. So, technically, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just well, not quite what we expected. No, I don't want to win on paper. I want to win when the belt is raised. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, then you're not going to win. Yeah, he's not, he's not, he'll, he'll he'll leave the company before that happens. I, I hope he does for his sake. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, we we so we what ended up happening was so obviously Keith Lee's being featured uh, on main event as much as you can be featured on that show. We've also heard rumors. I, I think I, I at least have seen a lot on Reddit about Keith Lee. Otis and I think a few other big guys in WWE getting sent yeah. back to the performance center. Cause Vince is supposedly unhappy with their wrestling styles, which blows my mind. Cause this is the guy who invented big man wrestling, or at least made it as popular as it was in the late eighties, early nineties. Wow. Well, what's hilarious. Badasses. What's like funny. Of... Yeah, go ahead. I Craig. got workout equipment here for you guys. Aren't you using it? Wow. You know, just, Keith I, Lee. Keith Lee's knock, if anything, would be that he he doesn't have like the most dynamic personality. But Jesus, for I mean, how could, his wrestling is like unquestionable. Dude, the guy was like white hot in NXT. Uh, like the dude was so over, it wasn't even funny. Like those Dijakovic matches. Yeah. The, I mean, he okay. So there is something to be said. Like I feel the the champions of NXT fall the hardest once they reach the main event. I mean, we saw it with Andrade. We've seen it with, uh, who else here? Finn Balor, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Shinsuke, Bobby Roode. Um, I mean, the list goes on. But I think Keith Lee is probably the one that has fallen the hardest, being NXT champion. Alistair Black. Main- Oh yeah. Did he hold the belt? Oh yeah, yep. he did hold the belt. Yeah, for sure. Yep. He got buried. Um shit. Yeah, but I gotta think Keith Lee has probably gotten the hardest licking. Yep. In my just, opinion. Uh, here's a great tweet I just saw. Would the Rock ever lose a handicap match clean to too cool? Probably not. That's the difference between how supposed it top WE wrestlers were protected then and how they're not protected now. Keith Lee has ha- has had almost no chance since this call up because of Vince McMahon. Yep, and that's yeah. totally I, I true. I don't question you think any it's, piece of that. And and you, you know think, what's crazy? Uh, and so sorry, Mike, to cut you off. I was just going to keep going with the point you made, which is every single NXT champion that's been called up has had a little bit of a run when they first get called up. And it's not, I wouldn't even call it a run. They just, they have some matches and then they're just put on the shelf for the next yep. person who gets called up from NXT. I do agree with you though. I think beyond Drew McIntyre, who I think is the only exception. Only one. Yep. Yeah. Only who's one. had some sort of a main event push with, with a pretty decent title run. Keith Lee is the most recent person from NXT to have fallen. And you're totally right. He's fallen harder than anyone else. I mean, he just held two titles simultaneously. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Prior to getting called up. And and it wasn't even like a, 
you know, he didn't even get buried on the way out of NXT. I think he dropped, what was it, one belt and maybe the other one in a, just kind of a, it was very obvious that they were going to call him up. So it, nobody really took it, you know, seriously when he lost both belts either. But regardless, he was put on this pedestal in NXT before getting called up to Raw. And now we see him just getting buried on main event. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely harder than anyone else. Yeah, which call is not too fast. Yeah, he's you know what? screwed. We'll never know, but I'd love to. If I could read one mind in the world, I would love to know what Triple H thinks of like. Because you know, he's a company guy. It's his father-in-law. Yeah. But he invests so much in these guys in freaking NXT, gets and then up, it, gets and then it goes nowhere. And it's like I just love to know what deep down yeah. in his heart the conversations he has like behind closed doors of like. Do you think this well, has anything defeating. to do? Do you think this has anything to do with Keith Lee uh, wearing the Black Lives Matter on a uh, major pay per view? I don't. Because no, others have no. done that. Yeah, yeah I no, don't think so. No, New Day does it. No, it's just Vince doesn't know what just to do. Just throwing it out there. Guys. No, I think just, that's yeah. It's an yeah. old man. He, it's 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 literally this, dude. It's an old man who's lost touch. Mm. It's it would be like me. Uh, trying to decide what new music kids should listen to. I have no mm-hmm. clue what mm-hmm. kids like nowadays. So me trying to get a band together, the, the market for kids that are, you know, teens and 20s and that well, kind even, of people. It's, he's out of even touch, if you, dude. Even if you saw, you have, you have NXT where you literally get to see who people love. That's like you saying, like, do you see these kids dancing to this music? Yes. Well, maybe we should play this music. And if they're not yep. dancing, then no. Like, yeah. that's the luxury that Vince actually has with NXT. People doing all the legwork and using it as a sample um, to see who's over and who's not. And I just can't believe they missed the mark so bad with him. But he's your typical Trumpkin. He thinks he knows it all and has all mm-hmm. the answers because he had success, which – which was fluky at times. Like he hit on the attitude era, but that yep. was because, you know, and that was a little hot, lot of help from Russo and right. just shock booking. And now mm-hmm. he just, he doesn't have a lot of guys around him booking that are wrestling people. He has yeah. well, people the same that are script people. writers. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, I got, I, I don't want to bash Bruce Pritchard, but I mean, I mean, he doesn't, I mean, you got you guys know. like that. have just been retra I mean, it's the same boat. He's, he's, significantly younger than Vince, but he's been at it so long. I think, he, I yep. think all those guys, probably Michael Hayes, all these guys are just a little out of touch. Mm-hmm. Um, they had their day. And I don't know. I think yep. Triple H has all the right mind, but he's yep. he's he's buried. He's in touch with the, the, the newer product. You know, it's, yeah. I love Cornette and I love his takes and he's hilarious, but he couldn't book. The way mm. he books, he couldn't do. That's why he he didn't really go and ring a honor because he didn't want to book well, he's that clinging new to, style that those guys yeah. Coronet's that, clinging that's to an era. That's a hot style now. Yep. Yeah, Coronet's clinging to an era that's long gone and would never work nowadays. And that's like Vince. He likes that hokey, corny, yeah, over-the-top characters. And it's just not – that stuff's not working and it's, no. it just doesn't have it. The one thing I will give them in regards to Keith Lee – is I do feel like he could use a little bit of an improvement on the microphone. I think he's got yes. something oh, yeah. really interesting to his character, though, because if you've heard him speak, and by the way, he has a really great chronicle. I think it's or it's, yeah, we uh, watched. Yeah, it's great. I think we it's talked, like yeah. twenty-four on the on the mm-hmm. network. It's um, great. 
he is very articulate and very interesting. Um, just the way he has a really interesting way in which he speaks, which I think if they used that and kind of leaned into it a little bit more, could really give him a super unique personality. Um, but for whatever reason, that's not what they want to do. They want to train him just like every other person. If if he doesn't wrestle and talk like the Miz, he's probably not going to get a push. Yeah. I mean, what do I know? I don't work there, but Vince (laughs) seems like he's still the most involved in raw, right? Oh, yeah. And Raw is oh, the yeah. worst. I mean, like, Raw is unwatchable. <laughs> SmackDown's got some good things going for it. I mean, I really I – heard, I, really... I heard it wasn't that good this week, though. Well, no, I heard that, too. But, I mean, like, okay, he's not my cup of tea, but the Roman Reigns storyline is really well Interesting, done. yep. And I think it's going to build to something big. Um, so, SmackDown seems to be all right. NXT's good. It's like Raw is just the – bottom feeder of the whole program and that's the one he's the most involved in i mean i think i should tell mm-hmm. people something it's just nonsensical and they got this like they're we have more talent there than, than the rest of the world i mean the ricochets and the keith lees alistair black all these awesome people and they just don't know what to do with them yeah it is it's, sad it's a matter of having too many people um and they are making the mistake of trying to please everyone by giving everyone something to do. And unfortunately there's not really a spot for that many people. It's more a matter of just keeping those people on the roster, paying them just so they don't go elsewhere and become big stars and take more viewers away from WWE, which at this point there's not many to take away. So I don't know. I I guess we'll just have to keep watching as we always do, as much as it pains us to do it. But you know, watching that. This this isn't really (laughs) real. Just something you said made me think of this, but um, and this this has nothing to do per se with how wrestling's written. I think this is just how television is now versus then. But I was listening to something about Impact, and it's like there was a time Impact was getting over two million viewers, and isn't that crazy? That like you know Raw's at like what one point five now. Like, Still? yeah, and it's just, wow. but it just there's, I mean, again, that's not, I'm not making some statement about wrestling because the, the, there's lots of factors, streaming services, all that, but just to think how the wrestling audience has kind of dissipated a little bit or scattered, it's like, Jesus, Impact got 2 million at one point. Well, and that's if crazy. you want to compare WWE to itself, I think, well, they had 5 million viewers from mm-hmm. like, Raw. What was it? Yeah. Five years ago? Well, think about that. There was Raw, Raw and Nitro were both getting over 4 million against each other each. Right. So, like, 8 some million people were watching wrestling on Fridays at Mondays. It's insane. But again, lots of reasons for that there, there wasn't netflix and all that back then but still it's just wrestling i mean wrestling wrestling's really healthy right now but yeah they not gonna well, get those it is, numbers again it, it like w- what charlie said like how vince is kind of out of touch it's like he had his day in the sun and gathered all of that viewership and then when you had that market it's like you kind of aged out and now you don't know what to do with it and now yeah. they're on the steady decline and then you get in this great talent it's like these guys, these men and women work so hard to get to that main roster, and then that should be like their Mount Everest moment, but it's really like they've almost hit rock bottom. It's almost like a Benjamin Button of uh, a wrestling career. Well, have you guys like, ever seen Benjamin Button? Uh, the age I have not. I'm familiar yeah. with the idea of it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen it, but I know it's been used sure. as like nice. a comparison. Yeah, I mean, look at look at Champa, uh, undisputed era. Like, I mean, for what you hear, they they don't want them. They they want to stay in right. NXT permanently. Right. Well, that's probably where they can sell the most T-shirts anyway. So yep. they probably get um, 
more uh, royalties off of that because if you put them on the main roster, they'll get buried and they won't sell a single T-shirt and you're not going to eat ramen noodles uh, selling no T-shirts. No. You, well, you know who's not eating ramen noodles? Kenny Omega. Yes. Touching down in a helicopter on AEW Dynamite with Don Callis, newly uh, crowned champion, AEW champion. Um, did you guys see the Impact uh, episode? What he had to say on Impact oh, on yeah, Tuesday? Was, I didn't catch it. It was great. Go watch yeah. it. Was it? <laughs> it was great. Go. It's really? on YouTube. Go watch it. Oh, it's great. Dude, it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I, nice. I, I, I DVR and I just kind of fast forward through the whole show. I watched the last match, which was pretty good. And then what? And he was like the last segment, and it was uh, it was good. It was really good. Did you? Do you think he's gonna be like? an every uh, week kind of thing. I think he's going to be uh, back next week. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. He's back next week. He's going to pop on and off. I mean, he's – he any 2021, you might as well just call it the year of Kenny, dude. He's he's going to kill it, dude. His his promos, the stuff he's doing with Callis are just yeah. great. I watched that match from uh, AAA this weekend. Yeah, it was actually – It was incredible versus Laredo Kid. I, I highly recommend – just go on there. You can watch the match. It was, it was classic Kenny. He is back. He nice. is back, dude. And with Callis, do you think he's the next big thing? I'm referring to like Paul Heyman and like some other big guy that he's represented. Brock Lesnar, Paul, uh, Roman unless, Reigns. Oh, unless, something, unless something <laughs> goes wrong. I mean, not that pro wrestling illustrated matters, but he'll be number one PWI next year. Unless mm-hmm. I can't, unless say. For some reason, they're WWE shills, and they like that Roman Reigns story. But with what he's doing, he's going to go around and grab belts. Like I was talking to a buddy of mine today, you know, and he said that, um, you know, he's got the AAA belt. He's got the AEW belt. He's wrestling Janello mm-hmm. on on uh, on uh, Wednesday. And he, he made a note to me saying Janello owns a company called GCW. So mm-hmm. he could, with that – he can maybe parlay it, go to GCW, get another another belt. So I think he's just going to go do this thing where he's belt collecting. Do you think he'll get you know, the Impact belt? If they're smart, they'd give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> and they're smart. And Callus well, is smart. And Impact, and so, yeah, yeah. Impact so reaps Callis, the benefits. Oh, yeah. It's like who would Thanos. You, who would you rather have a champ? Um, uh, what that? Who is the guy? The, Rich uh, Swan. Rich, you have Rich Swan or Kenny Omega? Yeah. You know what? Let Kenny have his run and then give it back to Rich. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Like nobody just hold, hurt, nobody's hurt Just hold that. it for a few months, pop They're, it uh, on TV. Yeah. Yeah, Impact got a, episodes anyway. Impact got a spike from that. They're, they doubled their oh, yeah. TV ratings and their uh, Twitch ratings yep. were way up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, did you see it, Matt, that promo? Because it was great. I what did. You, I oh, actually, you, oh, you said you kind of lost it, though. No, well, so there was a promo. Um, well, I did catch the promo they gave on Dynamite this past week. So after being on Impact, they appeared on Dynamite. Yep. We talked that a little bit good. more. I really enjoyed that promo. I think there was a lot of overlap between what they said on Dynamite and what they yeah, said. Yeah, pretty much, kind of, yeah. But he's got yeah, to establish so, himself. Right. And it was kind of the same thing. But I, I think it was good. It kind of Impact kind of gave them a chance to try out the whole story fewer viewers and more hardcore fan base. And then you can kind of tweak that, improve on it, put it on dynamite. And it was just a home run. I I loved it. I think, I think it did a great job cementing Kenny Omega as this just kind of like, well, whatever brushes people off type heel. Um, The other thing is I, so maybe this is just me, but I've, I feel like I've seen and felt that 
Kenny Omega isn't really the best when it comes to promos, but what we saw on Dynamite that. this past week totally disproves that. I think. Yeah. Oh did- yeah, totally. When he's doing his, he's not. I think he's a classic heel. I think he was doing the good guy thing, and he's not good at it. But with him as a heel and the cleaner, because if you watch this match, he was talking to the camera, just being cocky, dirty. You know, it was the him and Laredo just tore the house down. It, it's gonna get. It's going to get looks for a match of the year, you know, because they yeah. tore it up, dude. They I heard tore that. It up. Yeah, I was listening to Meltzer earlier today, and he was talking about that match and just saying, like, in any other year where there was maybe an audience, this would have been oh, an yeah. all-time classic match. Yep. So, yep. Um, and, and so the other thing is, to our listeners out there, if you haven't watched this match, the entire Triple Mania pay-per-view, to my understanding, is available on YouTube. So if you want to check out this yep. match, just look it up on YouTube. You can watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to go out after this podcast, though, and check it out. Me too, dude. You it's guys are it. selling this shit it, hard. That's I love it's, it. It's, it's just great. I mean... And like I, I know Cornetta probably watch it and rip it, but it's just it goes. It's got classic wrestling. They're changing holes. They're doing moves. Then you know they're then they're doing the modern stuff with the high spots and just he does a V trigger off the second rope. It's just what is incre- he doing doing a V trigger off the top it's, row? It's incredible, dude. Laredo <laughs> kid gets his stuff in. He's smooth. And I was like, dude, I don't, I mean, I don't know how much like, he's making in Mexico, but I think they make a lot of money down there because if you oh, yeah. look at the set that they had, they had tons of commercials, like lighting mm-hmm. up around the ring and stuff. So they're probably making good money. But man, I, I mean, I'm sure if, I mean, I'm sure WWE would throw money at them, but AEW, if they can get the Laredo kit out of there, man, it's good. I'll tell you also, if you get a chance to watch the, the tag team match with, uh, the lucha bros in it that yeah, was that's really good saying. as well that was really okay. good as well wow a lot of action this weekend week uh, in weekend my my <laughs> did you guys see shivani and uh tony khan on impact oh yeah, I heard yeah, about yeah. oh my god that yeah, line that from shivani about uh, like he's like you were on oh, yeah. impact and he's like yep. yeah i was yep. on one night and then i quit the <laughs> business for 18 years <laughs> <That laughs> and, and he did it so deadpan it's like yeah that was Sh- great Shivani's yep. just awesome like I just, that was he just slammed him only yeah, tony khan can bury was... impact on impact mm-hmm. yep with their commercial quote on yeah well i thought it was good. probably too good Tony Khan probably paid him $100,000 be like, let me say this, okay? Because he's got money to shit, right? Totally. Oh, they're, working, they're working together, dude. And it's a, it's a, it's it's going to be a good It's going to be a good deal. And no, we'll I'm see. just saying. I'm kind of yeah. interested, too, with the – I mean, I didn't, I didn't – I missed the um, – I forgot it was on, but I missed the impact. They had a pay-per-view Saturday oh, yeah. night, and he did a segment on there. I'm going to try to find it, but he's, forgot about he's, that. He's, he's, he's hooking up with Machine Gun again, if that's – if he gets the old machine gun character going, he him and he's like a Kenny side. It's gonna be really good. That's we're talking OG, not OG because he wasn't OG, but we're talking sort of OG Bullet Club, and it could be really good. Charlie, really you good. are buzzing the night, my friend. You are you I'm are hot. I'm hot. You it's are fired it's hot, up. Dude. I, it was it's interesting. I was getting kind of down on AEW a little bit where I was watching uh-huh. it, but it wasn't as good. But now they got some really good angles going and seeing where it's all gonna go. So. I like I like I like being surprised in the unexpected in my wrestling. That's 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 what keeps me going. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, that's just the, that you have no idea where it's going. Yep, exactly. Any, yep, anytime exactly. you can, anytime you can feel like a kid again when you're watching yep. wrestling, I yep. think that's the magic. When you watch it as an adult, is like makes it 
the best. Yeah. When yeah. you forget how old you are and your jaw drops, oh, that's what keeps like, us oh, coming yeah. back and forever. So some some dumb friend of mine was like criticizing the uh, Sting Cody thing, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit. But uh, and I just oh, went off too. and like on how much how layered it was and how much I loved yeah, it. And I'm like I just really I just went off on it. I'm like you that that Who is, is this like, asshole. It's not worth even mentioning. <laughs> right. If you're listening, you know who you are, and we're coming after you. <laughs> Hammer time. He's our number one listener on Spotify. Yeah, he probably <laughs> is. So I just cut our audience in half. Great. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, I just that's why I I freaking love it. It's like, you know, I'm not I'm not so blind. AEW has got its flaws. You know, like there's sometimes the spot fest stuff and like that. But you don't know week to week where the hell it's heading, and that's it's just mm-hmm. fun. It's like there's like a part of my wrestling fandom that I thought was dead. That it's like you know yeah. I'm invested week after week and like what are they gonna do next and I just I freaking love it and that's why I love the Sting thing so much because it's like what the hell yeah. are they doing with this? They know how to keep it moving in AEW. It seems yeah. like after every match, someone comes out and has something to say or somebody jumps somebody or something like that. And I guess you could criticize it, but honestly, wrestling is all about storytelling. You got to keep the story yeah. moving. It's like a it's like a male soap opera. Yeah, and you gotta like keep the story moving because sometimes in WWE, not only do they not know what they're doing, but when they do have something, it takes forever to get there, and it yeah. gets a little stale. Well, it's like the you know you lightning in a bottle with the I mean freaking Sasha and Bailey was like one of the greatest stories in NXT history, right? And then they seemed like they were gonna finally get back to that, but they took so like I don't know. I was just thinking about that the other day, and I'm like. That was that just amounted to. I mean, other than giving the belt to Sasha, it's like that could have really been a great story. And I feel like they just oh, if they did it, it's over with. They're you know I don't know like they just cannot tell story. I mean, the with the exception of the Roman Reigns like family thing, like there's yeah. not a, there's really no compelling stories. Nope. When you think about it, nope. Oh, well, hold on now. There's the fiend and Randy Orton. That's hot. oh, sorry, you gotta prove That's me wrong. That's hot, yeah. dude. Oh yeah, how yeah, go- or Goldberg potentially coming back? Yeah. Oh man, ooh. that's ooh. who's next? You talk about putting asses in seats. Yes. If that doesn't do it, I don't know what will. He'll gas nope. himself I, by the time he gets to the ring. I can't ooh. wait. I can't wait to give my money to the Vince. That'll put my ass on the couch and put me right to sleep. Yeah, I'll, I'll be watching anything else but that. Yeah. I'm literally thinking about that. I mean, I might pop in, but I'm not going to watch that. Anybody watching that TLC this weekend? No, it's my least favorite paper. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even know what. It always is. I, hate... I can't name one match. I guess I, I shouldn't say that because not like I watch the WWE product enough to know. Yeah. Uh, what it's, the ultimate, going on. it's the ultimate uh, extreme rules for the sake of it. It's just well, corny. And, and they don't stolen have from, any. Someone from ECW. Well, and they yeah. don't have anybody like the Hardy Boys or Edge and Christian anymore or the Dudley Boys. They don't have any of that tag team chemistry up there to make it even no. worth the while. No. Or even if they try to do it singles, there's there's nobody that comes to mind that could really dominate that. Like say, oh, yeah. they got something. This is their type of match. Yeah, honestly, Charlie, I didn't even know TLC was coming up. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. No I, clue. Yeah, I did say, saw a thing at the beginning of Raw when I did the gym and it said, uh, the week be the night before Miz did a, like a reading the night before Christmas, the night before TLC kind of mm-hmm. thing. It was goof. It was your normal goofy, hokey WWE bullshit. Yeah. We, we've talked <laughs> a lot on this that, podcast. That's cool that. if you're 11. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. 
No, I was just going to say, we, we've talked a lot in the past about, on this podcast about the different types of wrestling we enjoy. And I always talk about how I was a WWE guy and still am a little bit to this day. But honestly, over the last few months, I've started watching Dynamite more and more, like wherever I can find it. I'll typically just watch the highlights on YouTube or if I'm fortunate enough, you know, full episodes. And even that just is enough for me to want to follow that product more. And I've started to. And now, you know, I just mentioned a minute ago, I didn't even know TLC was coming up. And part of the reason for that is now that I have Dynamite in my life, I don't need this WWE thing anymore. Like, yep. It's just crazy. Like the moment you see- like there's other movies, wrestling, you know? Exactly. And you give it a chance and just start to get into it a little bit. It Seriously, your life changes for the better. It's awesome. Yep. In terms of wrestling, at least. There is so Here's much that, wrestling man. out there. So much good wrestling, not named WWE out there right now. Very true. Well, speaking of so much good, we finally got to hear Sting talk again. Yes. Um, see what's on his mind. Um, we heard him in the ring with Tony Schiavone, and we were kind of on the right track when we were like, oh, it's just so good to hear Tony Schiavone say, it's Sting! <laughs> and, they, <Yeah. laughs> and Sting brought it up oh, and everything. Yeah. I felt like so we great. had like a connection. I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm glad um, you know, it resonated with everybody across the board. Um, <laughs> so what did we learn? It, it, we learned that Sting is going to be a permanent fixture on the show. Yep. We kind of, it, it, it sounded like he hinted that Darby Allen and him. Yeah, he's gonna count, have yeah that's something. why he was there. Yeah. Right. And wow, if they did plan this months in advance, remember on the past episodes, I'm like, Darley, Darby Ab- Allen is up in the top yeah. Raptors. I'm like, what the yeah. hell? I think is they this? were planning he's the that. T- yep. He's the TNT champ and he's just up in the Raptors doing nothing. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yep. Well, hey, I'll, I, I will retract my statement. And if that's what they were purposely trying to do, which they probably were, yeah, good shit. Like, yeah, that's up to is. them. That it's was pretty booking. cool. Yep, smart booking. Good booking. Yep. Slow burn. Even I enjoyed this. Um, the, there was I, I will criticize two things about this segment, but other than that, I'm totally on board with you guys. I love the fact that they're going somewhere with this, and it's easy to see that. So, so the two things I would criticize. The first one is I didn't really care for when Sting was encouraging the this is awesome chance from the crowd that was there i thought that was really forced and just kind of weird and awkward coming from sting of all people um yeah. the other thing is uh, he he came off as more of just a normal guy than anything in this segment and there, there's definitely some people i'm sure who appreciate that especially people maybe who grew up with wcw I, I just think it was kind of a weird way to present him though after the week before where we saw him come out, not say a yeah. word to anyone, but just give this stare to people that said more than any words could have. So I don't know. I felt like we sort of saw a completely side of his character in this segment. I Yeah. I mean, I guess the one thing I'll say in defense of that was he's already done the week after week silent thing, you know, in mm-hmm. WCW. And I think if they did that again, it'd be, you know, <laughs> like 20 years too late type thing. Um, but I think he made up for it with his um, interaction with Cody, though. I mean, that was freaking awesome. Yeah, for sure. It's like, oh, I don't know. I could just go on forever about, like, oh, how much I love that. Because it's like, you know, we've been watching Cody for weeks, months now, where he's playing this weird character where 
he seems like a good guy, but then there's matches where he does like kind of shitty things and and Arn gets frustrated with him. Then there was, he got overconfident and then he lost his title. There's something weird with, with Cody for months. And then like Sting comes out and pretty much calls him out on it. You can just tell like without out and out saying it, he's like, yeah, I'm not buying what you're selling Cody. And like in a condescending kind of way. And Cody, I don't know. It's just, he's like, you know, it's almost like a Star Wars thing. Like Cody's going, which Cody's a big fan of, yep. where Cody's sort of go, alternating between light side and dark side, light side and dark side. And then there's this, you know, and he's got Arn there trying to guide him. And then you get this sort of warrior from the past that's like basically seeing it for what I just said. And like, like, dude, you're 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 kind of not not an awesome dude, and I'm gonna deal with that one day. And um, I don't know, I just. I love what they're doing and it kind of re reinvigorated me with Cody. Cause it's like, I've been, I like Cody. I have tremendous respect for him, but I was kind of getting bored with the nightmare family and all that kind of stuff. And now it's like, okay, they're going somewhere with this whole wishy-washy character and I'm dying to see where they go with it. But Sting's going to, Sting's going to have issue with him. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, Steve, kind of with how Cody has, He's, I don't know. He's kind of like reached this stardom now, now that he's branching out of um, AEW doing like these other talent shows. Like he has his own entrance where he only, like everybody goes through those other tunnels. He goes through this one tunnel. I don't know. I kind of lost it. I was like, is he just kind of a little too cocky because he is an executive in this promotion? And I mean, I know he he's been doing his job when he was the extended TNT champion for a long time, getting all these, you know, younger independent guys over. But now he's going up against a veteran, somebody that he is not like above. It does bring me back down to earth with Cody again because before I couldn't relate to him as much. Yeah, like he's changing his he's changing his hair just for two yeah. weeks and then coming back to blonde. He's switching it up a lot. Now I'm kind of I, I can relate to this Cody Rhodes again because before I thought he was kind of getting a big head, kind of like a John Cena esque kind of kind of thing going. But maybe think, that's just me. I wonder if they're going. I mean, I was trying to, you know, I'm trying to figure out where Arn fits into all this. Yeah, and I just, right. I mean, are we, are we going to go to some awesome, like, like Arn's going to, like there, there's going to be a, a horseman type group. That's not good guys. And Cody and Arn are part of it. And Sting is going to take them on type thing with Darby and whoever else. I mean, again, that's the beauty of AEW. It's like, they could go any direction with this, but it's like, I'm right. trying to figure out how that's all going to play out. And I just don't see like, you can't have too many cooks in the kitchen. I don't think Arn and, Sting because they have you know they're like the beloved old figures are going to be buddies. Well, and there's Tully, some, there's going to be some, yeah, and Tully's in there. Tully's on it's the like, other side, yeah. not even related just yet. Some, but I mean, throw him yeah, in the mix. They're going somewhere with this, and I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, and it's interesting too, like Sting with like this snow. Uh, yeah. Like that was never ever part of his gig, but now it's like his thing where they get like the snow machine going in Florida. Like the whole winter is coming. Yeah, they they, they made it, it about him. It doesn't really like compliment, like it doesn't make him look younger because of the grayish hair that he kind of has. He doesn't have like the jet black. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. it, it makes him look a little older, I must say, with like the lighting and the whatnot. But, um, well, yeah, 61. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a 61 year old, you kind of can't, can't hide that. He's yeah, killing it. 
he is he looking good for 61. 61. I mean, like, like oh, the yeah. mystique of it. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I hope they don't over. Like, hope they don't, if he's gonna wrestle once or twice, fine. I just yeah, hope just they don't. Two, I just hope they don't do it a lot because that's that will show his limitations. Yeah. Yeah. At least, at least right. Seth Rollins isn't around to buckle bomb him into yeah, exactly. a you know, neck injury or anything. <laughs> right. Well, he's Not in better I'm shape resentful. than. He's in better shape than Chris Jericho. Did you see Chris Jericho oh wrestle uh, yeah. Sammy Kazarian? Is that his name? Yeah. Oh, Frankie. Yeah. Or Frankie Frank, Kazarian, Frank, yeah. excuse me. Sammy's his brother. Right. Sammy Zane. <laughs> I was thinking Sammy Zane, dude. You know me. I had to get somebody Kazarian. wrong. Yeah. Every episode, yep. I get somebody. Anywho. Um, yeah. Chris, Chris Jericho looked <laughs> really out of breath he was in a Boston crap for like five minutes in that match probably just to catch his breath I mean he's doing he's looking rough I mean he's great he's he's great but he's kind of past that point where like you know like Shawn Michaels and actually Jericho when he was in WWE and stuff or even early like the first few you know half year or whatever of AEW he was still at that point where he could elevate anybody he was in the ring with I think he's maybe teetering on that where he can't Stuck. hang with everybody. He needs, <laughs> honey. Be, he, need, he needs to do tags. Yeah. He can't do single matches. Exactly. Got to keep him in tags or some kind of interference gimmick, with the inner circle. Or match or something, yeah. Or champagne mimosa. <laughs> right. The honey-baked ham has been cooked. Oh, yeah. You know, I was speaking – I was working from home today, and I uh, – as I do when I'm working from home, I like to light, light a nice candle, and I lit my little bit of the bubbly, which nice. I – which uh, lit MKE made into a candle for me. Yes. Promotional yeah. consideration paid for by <laughs> – Lit MKE. <laughs> Very good, guys. Yeah. I've been working my – bag off uh during these uh holiday season i uh just jumped on just in time for when we usually record at nine o'clock on monday so i appreciate all the orders and if anybody's listening you can get your orders in at litmkecandles.com i gotta get mine in <laughs> whenever you're ready charlie you, you know i got you know and just to tie just it back talking about just, candles, just right? open a browser bro just uh you know to tie it back to the podcast i mean i got i got a uh stone cold's uh, ipa as a as a candle and i also have the uh, little bit of the bubbly it's like uh yeah you can make wrestling you can I got make wrestling else. memories oh i got something else for you steve there's um i think tank eight made like um a beer with rick flair oh uh, and he looks like a chicken <laughs> it it's really cool. I've been saving a couple. Is. I'm gonna pour some up. Yeah. That, Woo! That, no, that nose he has is a nice beak. So. <laughs> but no, it's not to be confused with the red rooster. Well, anyway. you know who doesn't have a beak? <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. That's right. Had a great spot. It was good, and then it got bad. Was, yeah, was oh, I actually bad. thought I actually thought it was better than I thought it was. Yeah, be. yeah, same here. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I thought it was gonna be a, I thought it was gonna be an utter waste of time. Yep, yep. But when she like she actually made me like I don't know I like I, I've struggled with Brandy like just she feels like kind of a hanger on of uh, Cody like mm-hmm. lately. But like I don't know like this like bitchy like not taking shit attitude that she's had since um, Jade showed up. It was like right. <laughs> when she splashed the water, I like actually popped like legit. I was like, oh damn. <laughs> but uh, it was yeah I don't know I thought it was fun. I don't know where they're going with it. It's probably not going to be anything much. But uh, I have a theory. Yeah. I said 
that it looked like they were in the chairs at the DDPY yoga studio in Smyrna, Georgia, because I have been doing DDPY for the past, I think two, three years. And uh, DDP does all these motivational Mondays where he throws something inspirational up on the app and he's got these unique chairs and I, and you like, they're unmistakable. So that's what they were sitting in. So I think they recorded this in Smyrna, Georgia. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Which that, leads that is, me to I can believe. Confirm. Sorry, I was just going to say, I can confirm. Yeah, that's where they were. And oh, okay. I, I think the reasoning behind that, at least there's rumors circulating that Shaq and Jade are training there. That's um, what I'm saying. Oh, That was what I was going to say. Yeah. Or is that confirmed now? That's, it is that's what I heard too. And it, not from you, from okay. a different source. So oh, okay. we're both hearing the well, same thing. So I would assume that means it's true, right? So now listen to this. Shaq <laughs> listening. is conditioning to get into a little in-ring. What if Shaq and DDP team up, kind of reminiscent of the Hulk Hogan Rodman days? And DDP and Carl Malone. That's what I'm hoping. I was just about to say, maybe they bring back the mailman. Who are I they mean, taking on? That's totally well, Shaq and Let's Shaq and someone. Shaq and DDP. All right, so who are they right. going to fight? That's true. Can't fight well, Cody. Is it going to be Cody and Brandy? Because can't. can't. Well, he can't. Right. He's part of the Nightmare Collective. Right. Well, I was hoping it would be DDP and Carl Malone. Like bring Carl it back. Malone, he's like seventy. No, I'm kidding. Dude, he's still in great shape. Yeah, Every but... interview I've ever heard about that match back in the day when the Mailman and DDP uh, were together in the WWF, they said Carl Malone was ah, the best athlete in the locker room against all the wrestlers that were fucking on juice back then too. Probably, but I mean, if you Google Carl, Carl Malone and some stuff he did in Louisiana back in the day, you're not gonna. They're not putting him on TV. No, not anymore. He, he he had a, something with some of the young girls back in the day when he was oh, when he boy. shouldn't have been. Yep. Yeah. Oh, God yeah. damn it. Yep. So I want to see a rivalry with Shaq and someone. I was hoping maybe they bring back the mailman, uh, DDP. So that was my theory. But at least I was half right where they were actually conditioning for some odd reason in Smyrna, Georgia. I bet so Jade is. I bet they do Jade something with con- Jade and Brandy because they both can't wrestle. Right. And Shaq's in the corner and someone else is in a corner. Something like Maybe that, I think. Yeah, I really in the corner. I, I don't so know Shaq can take a wrestle. bump or two. Yeah, yeah. take a bump or two. He can't I mean, he's pushed he's probably forty something, man. It, you oh. know. Shaq. Shaq. You're pushing yeah. 50. Shaq? Yeah, probably. Oh, no, he's 50. way past forty. Let's see. Okay, Google. How old is Shaquille O'Neal? Forty eight. Yeah. And I, yeah, That's it? so so I think I think he's there to buoy uh, Jade. I think yeah, you, you just a name, yep, yep. yeah, yeah, being her corner or something. Charlie, I don't know if you heard that, but you actually set off my Google Home and oh, nice <laughs> question. <laughs> everywhere the voice everywhere. that carries. We you all would have done the same if I was upstairs. <laughs> we have like five, six Googles on our main. Yeah, phone. I know. I got too many plus Alexas. You trust those things? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, don't I, know the other day. I live the alone still. Who, yeah. who am I talking to? My girlfriend comes over. I'm not talking to anybody. Google Google knows wrestling information too. So oh, tons. Hard. Yeah, I've asked yeah. different questions. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. Not your girlfriend? No. Nope. You didn't ask her wrestling Google. questions? No. 
It's nice. You can be working and all of a sudden at the same time without having to switch browser windows, you can just ask Google, what year did Bret Hart face the British Bulldog? Yep. Yeah. I guess I should because a lot of times I like I get I was like, okay, I'm not gonna look at my phone, I'm not gonna find out what I'm thinking about because I work with my hands making the candles and like sometimes I just need to press on. Maybe that would be good. I keep saying I need an assistant. Oh yeah. It's worth so, it. You got a home now, man. You can you can automate your lights, your TV. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get a we got, remote for your garage. We got it's, our Christmas it's, lights. It's awesome, dude. We got our outside I, Christmas lights and our tree on voice command. Which, I oh, got yeah. the smart plugs. Yep, I, I got, got the smart yep. plugs and the smart bulbs. I was there on Black Friday at Lowe's. Pick there you go, up. bro. All you gotta get is uh, Alexa and Google and hook it up. Fuck. All right. Awesome. All dude. right. I'm telling you, it'll change your life. I'll let them in. I'll let them in. I'm just worried that they're always listening, you know? Google, official <laughs> official smart home device of the fiend. Let me in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me in. Yep. That would be funny. That would be well, good marketing. Well, we'll see if he's alive because I just saw that he got burnt up uh, in a casket by Randy Orton. Tonight. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Many, not good. And I saw something, too. A good question is, in the 20 years that Randy's been wrestling, how many times has he murdered people? Yeah, seriously, there was. I, I watched that. Uh, I watched that Randy Orton Undertaker thing that WWE put on, and it's like that was pretty good. I, I, uh, like Randy Orton when the Undertaker was on the back of that car, he like flooded the engine. And, yeah, uh, that was he great. Start the car, and he's freaking out, and he's like, "I was so pissed off." So then yep. I hit the reverse way too hard when I finally did get the car started. But they told me right before I went in reverse, like, you can't miss, otherwise you'll kill Mark. Mark Calloway, the Undertaker. And it's like, man, I was so close to killing Mark <laughs> Like, Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. We didn't even get into how many times he almost murdered the Singh brothers from Jinder Mahal's days. That's the <laughs> yeah. only time I liked Randy Orton, when he would just throw those guys around with no, no shame. I wish you that arrow was back then because Mike, it- honestly, every week we could have like a counter and a discussion about the Singh brothers and how they got destroyed by Randy yes. Orton that week on Raw. My, my big, my big thing was I. That's why I was so happy with. That's why I'm so pro Jinder Mahal is because however much you can laugh at the fact that he was a WWE champion, I'm just happy that he beat Randy Orton every fucking time. Oh, it was great. Let's go. Isn't it sad that the WWE like those 24 seven the behind the scenes are more interesting than the product yeah. that they have on TV. Those shows are good, dude. They did a brilliant, oh, yeah, they did a brilliant yeah. one on Keith yeah. as he's being buried. Yep. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. That's because did Vince you, isn't writing those. Well, did yep. you hear the, did you watch the Braun Strowman one? How no. like his mother, dude, this is like the saddest thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. So, Braun Strowman lost his mother in a car accident and they were driving home from like a wrestling tournament and he won the wrestling tournament or like there was, there's something more crazy to it. There's something more like where that would really fuck somebody up in the head for life. For life. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it was, it was the saddest thing. Um, We might have, uh, we, we might have to go back and watch it. I'll go back and watch it if I want to cry again or something like that. But, oh, man, don't you have a game for us? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Thank you. So 
Um, so this podcast seriously has been the highlight of 2020 for me. I'm sure it has been for you guys too. So being it's the holiday season, I decided to do a little something to give back to the podcast and something kind of fun and different for the listeners that we do have. Um, hi mom. So, uh, so tonight we are for the first time in keep the kayfabe history going to play a game. Uh, and the name of the game is bump or no bump. And to answer Mike's question, which he brought up. Uh, last week when I talked about doing this on the podcast, we will not be discussing whether or not Scott Hall is high on cocaine or not. That may be for a future game. Yeah. Don't let the name deceive you. But We'll have to put that on our YouTube uh, yeah. so we yeah, can for see sure. it. Uh, yeah, that's going to have to be more of a visual game, I think, for our listeners out there. So, so bump or no bump. So I'll just explain to you guys real quickly how this is going to work. So imagine you're a wrestler trying to get yourself over. Along the way, you're going to come across some tough booking choices in WWE. You will be presented with two choices based on actual events from wrestling history. One of those choices is going to be a bump. One is not a bump. And you'll have to decide which would you choose. And then you'll have 10 seconds to make your decision and start explaining yourself to the listeners. So I'm going to ask each of you, three different questions. So we're going to kind of keep going around the table. You'll each get three situations that you put into. Wow. I love it. It's yes. like a choose your own adventure. It yeah. is wrestling. Yeah, totally. And if you're, if the rules are confusing you, we're basically going to play. Would you rather it, just think of it that way. So whoever gets the best, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, crowd reaction is going to win. Um, nice. So just try and justify your answers as best you can. In the event of a tie, I do have a sudden death question ready. So we'll just kind of put it between whoever's tied and you guys will have to, you know, explain yourself better than the other person. So I better anyway. get another beer. This yeah, is fun. yeah, you might have to go grab one for this. So uh, and you better hurry, Mike, because actually this first scenario that I have is for you. So keep in mind, these are actual events from pro wrestling history. They're not all from WWE. We're going to have things from AEW, ECW. Um, I think I've got some Lucha Underground also sprinkled in here. So a lot of different stuff. So Matt, the first question, Mike, this one's for you. So you've been presented with a tough booking choice. Would you rather be suplexed off the ramp onto a barbed wire bed spring or have your head shaved by Donald Trump? You have 10 seconds. Oh, oh my God. Damn it. Well, I think I'm the one with the most hair on this podcast. So, you know, my hair probably means a lot of things to me. So I'm going to take the bump, try to go with the uh, high pain, even though I'm probably such a pussy. I've never even gotten to a fist fight in my whole entire life. Uh, And I don't even know how well I deal with pain. Uh, physical pain, at least. So I'm taking the bump. Fuck Trump. <laughs> All right. Like well, if like you're going to get yourself over, let me tell you, getting suplexed onto a barbed wire bed spring is probably a better way to go. So in case you guys are curious, by the way, that spot is from AEW Full Gear 2019. That was the lights out match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's yep. what I was going to say. I was like, I'm going to yep. go a little Moxley style. Exactly. When I was saying before. And I think that suits you, Mike. Um, The other situation with Donald Trump was from WrestleMania 23. That was the Battle of the Billionaires, April 1st, 2007. I wouldn't ever let that man's tiny hands touch my head of hair, my precious hair. I wouldn't want to put him over. 
Yeah, I, well, and I don't yeah. think that would get you over either. So I think you made the right choice with the barbed wire bed spring. So good choice. This, good is, choice. A, that's this when, is a great game, Matt. Holy so shit. Donald Trump was uh, in the corner of Bobby Lashley and at one point called him Bobby Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> Not shocked at all. Um, no. Oh, man. All right. Okay. Next next question. So Steve, you're yes. on this one. So next question. Uh, would you rather, and keep in mind, you're a pro wrestler trying to get yourself over. Would you rather get thrown off the top of the Hell in a Cell through the Spanish announce table or be drugged by Triple H, marry Triple H, and forced to consummate the marriage? Well, as a young wrestler that's trying to make it, I think the best bet would be to consummate the marriage with Triple H because <laughs> it's a winning ticket to get involved with the family, you know, the McMahon family, and he's he's part meal of the ticket. McMahon family, oh. so it's a meal ticket. So, like in some, you know, I will I will become the heir to NXT and other major products by doing that. So that that is strapping a rocket to your back, and probably he probably strapped other things too. But but I, I'll take it, <laughs> you know, and, I, uh, because I want the money. I, I honestly hadn't even thought about it in terms of like, oh, you're a McMahon now. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, how better? What better way to get yourself over than to run yeah. the company? Yeah, well, a little loving from Triple H would be worth that. Totally, Steve. Why, why I actually was thinking about this today. My favorite intro that you ever did on Keep the Kayfabe when you were like, "I'm the genius. I'm the smartest man alive." <laughs> Steve Grobschmidt, and you were doing the genius. You yeah. are a goddamn genius. Yeah, man. that is a great take. It's about the money. Totally. And so so for those listeners out there, um, these bits are a little bit before your time, depending on how old you are, but getting thrown off top of hell in a cell that happened at King of the ring, 1998 in the match between mankind and the undertaker. It's like the most infamous in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, my wife's hometown. Yes. Um, Exactly. Most infamous hell in a cell match of all time. Uh, The other bit, which Steve wisely chose um, which I never thought getting drugged and uh, forced to consummate the marriage by Triple H would be the smart choice, but that occurred on Monday Night Raw during the segment where Stephanie McMahon was actually about to marry former wrestler Test. Uh, oh. That was November 29th, 1999. So. I remember that clearly. Good stuff. He was wearing that backwards hat that... that um... Oh God! Oh, the beret that was so bad. Yeah, was <laughs> yeah, that Russo's idea? I I don't know. I'd have to read up a little more on it. I'm not sure. I, bet I just, it was. I, I did note down the show, the day, and like kind of the circumstances, but I don't know who wrote that bit. Matt, can you do your Russo impression pitching that idea though? Because you do a really good one, bro. Bro, that, yeah. that's about all I got. That, that's, that's all he says. Anyway, bro. he's yeah, being bro. modest. He's being he modest. Says bro, like seven hundred times in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> he does the and yes, McMahon. Modest, but this isn't about me this is about you guys so speaking of guys, question number three moving on to charlie this one's for you so keep in mind you're trying to get yourself over you're a pro wrestler would you rather be speared <laughs> off the apron and through a table that's been set on fire or have your pp chopped off with a katana you have 10 <laughs> seconds jesus i'll take this yeah. I'll take the PP chop off. <laughs> <laughs> As you would. You mean it's gimmick, not in real life. We're talking gimmick, aren't we? Well, absolutely. I mean, I'm pretty oh. sure WWE would be but, out of business if this was real. Yeah, I, 
I take that because that fire gimmick <laughs> could go real bad. <laughs> yeah, but think about it. How wouldn't you want to get yourself over? But if I could sell, I could sell the pee-pee chop off really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could, I could sell that. Yeah. That fire gimmick's gonna freak me out for a second. I, I just want to know how do That's you why Charlie's not ordering candles. He's afraid of fire and he's got enough to fire. sacrifice in the lower regions. Oh, the lower regions. I got to get cut cut it off and I still have a foot. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yes. Oh my god. Well, and you know, so I will say the person who actually took part in this bit, uh Val Venus. Um, hey, in the following weeks, that was actually his excuse as well. So I, I think if you're going to get yourself over with a segment like this, it's the only way to do it. So he did. I, um, remember, I remember seeing that. So, yeah, this is burned into my brain my entire yeah. life. I was only like, I want to say 14 <laughs> at the time. So formative years. Yeah, you're I right definitely might be a little bit it. of trauma there. Um yeah. So the two segments here. So being speared off the apron through a table set on fire. That happened at WrestleMania 22 in the uh, match between Edge and Mick Foley, which was April 2nd, That's 2006. Crazy, Mac, I know, such a long time ago. And then the PP segment um, was actually a, a bit on that. Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Val Venus was in a feud with uh, a Japanese faction called Kai and Tai. Let's Kai and Tai, Mr. Yamaguchi yep. Kai and Tai, yep. And he had seduced Yamaguchi-san's wife, to which Yamaguchi-san said, I choppy choppy your pee-pee. And yep. I'm not trying to like... No, that's exactly this. how it was. This, no, you're not this, making it up. This, this does not reflect the views of Keith the Kayfaber or myself. This is the segment WWE wrote and <laughs> aired on August 3rd, 1998. Yeah. It's, it's more Vince McMahon of what he believed racial stereotypes are. <laughs> it's very true. Yep. All right. So that, that concludes our first round. So Mike, we're going to get back to you. So would you rather get hit in the head with a two by four wrapped in barbed wire or be hung from a demonic symbol and elevated <laughs> over the crowd as the show goes off the air? Still cold. Ten seconds. Uh, all right. So I picked hardcore last time. I'm going with the cross. Because of my hair, I would look like Jesus Christ. And I would say, I am um, the Monday Night Messiah on Monday Night Raw. Stealing, I would be ahead of my time stealing it from Seth Rollins. Oh, my God. Oh, it'd be like, you know, on trip when, when um, Stone Cold did the whole Austin 316 and it launched his career. This would be, this exactly. is what would launch your raw career. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Big time. And the only reason, too. Hanging on the cross. Yeah. And I and I would actually ask him to get the nail gun, like put nails through my hands. Actually, I'll do go the that nails. far. You'd have to keep it hardcore. To, and I would have Terry Funk do it, and Mick Foley do the other one. You ex fucking dog. What was he so, called? What was he called? Terry Funk called in WWE like something Charlie. Chainsaw Charlie. Chainsaw Charlie. Charlie. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Totally Take forgot Terry that. Terry Funk. Yeah. Mike, I, I do agree with your choice, Mike. I think being that Russo wrote this segment I'm referring to, he totally would have been on board with the long hair, the Monday Night Messiah gimmick. And yeah, 20 years ahead of your time, great choice. I love it. So thank you. in case you guys are curious, uh, the first segment, get, getting hit in the head with a two-by-four wrapped in barbed wire. 
I know it's happened a lot in pro wrestling history. This segment in particular that I'm looking at was from the 2000 Royal Rumble in the hardcore match between Triple H and Cactus Jack, which happened on January 2nd, 2000. If you guys haven't seen this match, go on the network and watch it. I hadn't seen this until the last year or two. What a great hardcore match. I mean, it is just brutal. Triple H has a huge gash in his leg. Um, It's just, yeah, it's a good one. Wasn't um, that on? Wasn't they? Didn't they do a highlight of that on something? I yeah, sure they did. They they had to have yeah. at some point. Um, the other segment, Mike, which you chose, uh, was the Undertaker yeah. crucifying Stone Cold Steve Austin on Monday Night Raw while he was leading the Ministry of Darkness on December seventh, nineteen ninety eight. I thought it was Stephanie McMahon. Uh, he did it to Stephanie as well. This was like a but Stone Cold was the first one, time. I think. Stone was, Stone oh, Cold was wow. the first. Yeah, and actually, I think when he did this to Stephanie, Stone Cold was the guy who ran out and saved Stephanie. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Very good. Good answer. All right. Steve. Yes. Would you rather perform a splash through a table off of a second-story balcony? I'd or love to see that. Or... Have it be revealed that you are a sex addict. You have 10 seconds. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> plus, plus Mike's reaction is just getting me. Uh, I think seconds. I, I think I'm going to do the, I'm going to do the splash because um, I've already covered sex with triple H last time. So, um, <laughs> You can't be a one-dimensional character. Otherwise, you know, you'll be 75% of the wrestlers in WWE today. So uh, I, uh, I think I go with the splash because I need to also show, in addition, in addition to my sexual prowess with Triple H, I need to show my uh, acrobatics as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I'm just imagining Steve actually doing that and then combining being a sex addict, like by the time he puts them through the table and they just start going at it, whoever. Yeah, I know. So, so the way, like Steve, I, I really do appreciate that answer and your logic. I, the route I could have sworn you were going to go with was you're a sex addict and you've come to realize that after you were drugged and married triple H, um, <laughs> it seems like an obvious character arc. To yeah. Me, but, yeah. Cause it's like, I won't turn anybody down. Triple H. It was in Vegas. Wasn't it? Didn't they get married in Vegas in that scene at the little white chapel? Yeah. <laughs> they could have tied right. the whole thing together. Yeah. 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 So, okay, so so these two segments. So the first one, performing the splash through a table off a second-story balcony. This was New Jack, and this was inspired by a story Charlie told on the podcast many, many weeks ago. Um, This happened at ECW Hardcore Heaven on May 14th of 2000. The other segment I was referring to, uh, the sex addict bit, was during the storyline between Rusev Lana and Bobby Lashley, which happened last year on Monday Night Raw, the night that uh, oh, right. revealed Lana revealed that Rusev was a sex addict uh, happened in October 28th of 2019, shortly b- before Rusev's departure from WWE. Wow. Not yeah. even that long ago. No, no, not at all. Um, so over the course of, what is it, 22 years between Choppy Choppy, your PP and sex addict? Yeah, the, the booking hasn't changed. No, still grade school humor. Yes. 
All right, moving on to Charlie, end of round two. Charlie, this is your chance to bring it back and get right there in the pack with Mike and Steve. So would you rather get powerbombed through a wooden floor or marry Vicky Guerrero? 10 seconds. Powerbomb through a wooden floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, way way shorter answer. Didn't even have to think about that one. That's not what I would have picked. (laughs) <laughs> well, Steve, Steve, that wouldn't that wouldn't gel with your character, so I wouldn't expect you to pick that one. Yeah, <laughs> Charlie. Any reason you would take powerbomb through a wood floor before marrying Vicky Guerrero? Uh, it's like since it's a better way to get over marrying Vicky's kind of goofy because it's like not a real angle. <laughs> it's you know, it's not a no one's gonna believe it's real. You know, so exactly. So yeah, that it's, it goes back Vicky. to that stupid Bobby Lashley, um, lot of stupid sex addicts. I'm just goofy, lame gimmicks. You know, I'd rather take the bump <laughs> or the snap. The man who stands up a little hawker. I, I, Charlie, I'll admit you're a purist. I like it. All right. Yep. Okay. So these two bits. So so the first one, getting powerbomb through a wooden floor. I don't know if this has happened multiple times in history. The one time I've seen it was on Lucha Underground in a match between Mil Muertes and Ray Phoenix on May 18th, 2015. The Vicky Guerrero segment where she married Edge occurred on SmackDown on June 18th, 2008. I think Bam Bam Bigelow and Taz um, had a match on ECW and Bam Bam, I think, went through the ramp. Uh, with Taz. Does that sound familiar? That's very possible. As you're saying well, that. What about Brody Lee and um, what's his name? John yeah. Moxley. Uh, yeah, that was the other bit I was just thinking of, Mike. I, yeah, that was another one. Um, yeah, so I think the first, the one that really stood out to me was the Lucha Underground spot, mostly because yeah, I think yeah. they're on the second level when he does it. So it's like, where did Ray Phoenix go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Good stuff. All right. Okay. Round three, the final round. So we're in the home stretch. Mike, it's back to you. This is your chance. You got to really make a name for yourself here. This is your last opportunity. So would you rather take a belly-to-back suplex from the top rope onto light tubes or join Vince McMahon's Kiss My Ass Club? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got all the hardcore scenarios here. You've had some pretty hardcore spots to choose from. Yeah. Oh, well, I am hardcore. I'm hardcore. I'm staying hardcore. I'm going through the lights. I'm not getting anywhere close to Vince's ass. I think that makes sense. <laughs> Just mostly because, yeah, like, who would your character be if you do all these amazing hardcore stunts and then kiss Vince McMahon's ass? Right. All right. right. Sell out. All right. Okay, so... so in case you guys are curious, these bits, uh, the belly to back suplex on the light tubes. This was actually another Lucha underground spot in a match between Pentagon and Vampiro from August 5th, 2015. This match to me is what made Pentagon, at least in my mind. Um, he had a really sadistic side to him when he was in Lucha underground. So if you guys haven't seen this match, go back and watch it. You will learn to appreciate everything about Pentagon, even in AEW to this day. I am just a huge fan of him because of this match. The other bit with Vince McMahon's Kiss My Ass Club, this, uh, at least one bit I was able to find was on Monday Night Raw on November 29th, 2001. And I think there were a few people that joined the club after that, but I think this was the first one. So, 
All right, nice. Steve, yes. you've got a very uh, conflicted character so far. So this is your chance to tell us who you really are. So would you rather take the one-winged angel 20 feet off a stadium balcony through a wooden structure or get roasted on the mic by the rock? Steve has some really interesting ones. Yeah, this is see, this is going to reveal a dark secret about me that I'm that at least professional wrestling wise, I was never a big fan of The Rock, so I don't want his rub. So I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with the uh, the cleaner. I think the cleaner is gonna, you know, because this is the arc of my character. It's like, yeah. I consummated a marriage with Triple H and thought I was in with the family. And the next thing I know, I'm doing power bomb or I'm doing flips off the balconies and stuff. And then, you know, like everybody else in the WWE, they cast me out. So I have to redeem myself in yep. AEW. So yep. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a six star match in in uh, with uh, T- Kenny Omega, and he's gonna give me the one winged angel. But I won't kick out of it because no one does. But in, in fighting that match, and, and I'll have regained all the redemption with wrestling fans from, like, oh, yeah, it's just the guy that got ahead because he, he had sex with Triple H. But, you know, now he's legit. So uh, <laughs> this is the redemption story for me. I love yeah, it. Sure. From, from sex scandals to high spots. Yeah. Steve. The Road Scholar, Steve Grobschmidt. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> so, no, I'm definitely, I'm def- this is my arc. Interesting. I never knew you weren't a fan of The Rock. I never liked Once his again. character. I thought it was cheesy. Oh, I, I thought the the elbow and I never liked it. And I never oh, liked. It's crazy, I just, dude. I just I, but again, I love the rock. as I've established, I wrestling lost me in the Attitude Era. After oh, WCW dude. Oh, went, dude. He I, was I so hilarious. Uh, he Promos, brought those guys brought music. me back in, dude. Yeah. I just didn't think he was a good wrestler. I just thought it was just oh, I stupid, thought he was like, good elbow ring, and all dude. that. He snapped he's, it. He snapped the punches. He was good. He was popping. He, he worked the territories. He earned his here. He I know. I am just. This is just. Well, this I'm, is. This I'm, isn't about. This isn't. This is. This wasn't covered in Matt's. Um, you should. You should go scenarios. watch. Yeah, I tell you, a good match to watch. It's probably not the greatest technical match, but one of the greatest matches where guys had the switch was uh, Hogan versus Rock at WrestleMania. Yeah. That year. Oh yes, I watched that was, live. I, so did I. It was great, yeah. dude. It was great because they both had to switch characters, man. It was. Yeah. I think that was in Toronto. It was great. It was Toronto. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was. So, it was such a big crowd. And remember when they yeah, were face to face and they nuts. they did yeah. like the slow look to the left and to the right. Yeah. And it was just <laughs> yeah, it they was were great. they were they were so in sync. It yeah. was unbelievable. It's, and that, Jimmy's. Superfly Snooka even said, like, walk slow, young lion, when you went down there. Like, that was his inspirational words to his nephew right. before he went out there to face Hogan because they, even he knew, like, this is a night where you'll, you will become immortal in yep. the history books. So That's like, yeah, that's the art crazy. of pro, that's like the art of pro wrestling, that match to me, you know. There it's you like, go. They, could just have, they had to switch it on a dime, dude, you know, mm-hmm. to, keep the, to keep the crowd. And that wasn't the main event. The main event no. was Undertaker versus Triple H or something like that in so. that match. Like, and yeah. they had to follow that, and they were just like, fuck me. We're not following that. <laughs> yep. How do you follow that? Yeah, good call there, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right, and speaking of Charlie, well, actually, before we get to the last question, um, so the one-winged angel 20 feet off a stadium balcony through a wooden structure, that was the stadium stampede match. 
Uh, that was a spot between Kenny Omega and Sammy Guevara, May 23rd, 2020, earlier this year. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. And The Rock was anytime in the late 90s, early 2000s. I don't know. I got lazy. <laughs> I don't know. It's not Dashwood. good, dude. Your career wasn't good if The Rock tore you down, dude. No. <laughs> Especially if you were a wrestler, dude. You knew you were doing the job. Well, so speaking of doing the job here, Charlie, it's time to go home. And if you don't want to be doing the job to these guys, this is your chance to put yourself over. So last question, would you rather fall off a ladder to the outside of the ring, crashing through four tables, or would you rather crash Big Show's daddy's funeral with a heelish eulogy? (laughs) 10 seconds. Oh, I do like the I do like the good heel promo. <laughs> that four table spot sounds like it would fucking hurt. And I've seen probably would. Jack come off come put a guy through two tables. So I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the cutting cutting the heel promo because I think I'd cut a good heel promo. Yeah, it's always would. better to hurt someone else's heart than hurt your own body. Exactly, that four <laughs> tables is no joke, dude. I've seen the two tables, and it's not good. Yeah. So, so these two spots, so falling off the ladder, the outside of the ring, crashing through four tables. That was one of the TLC matches, the one at SummerSlam of 2000 with the Dudleys, Hardy, Edge and Christian. I think Bubba Ray Dudley is the one who went through the tables. Yeah. Uh, I think he wanted that spot. Actually. I think he's talked about that. Yeah. Not surprised at all. Um, The, so the big show's dad did in real life die in 1999. And, uh, one of the bits they had on Monday Night Raw was uh, the big boss man came out and read a poem to the, <laughs> the big show. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh during this, but it, it's, it's just so bad. Yeah, um, one of the worst. He read this eulogy, and I, I'm not going to read it on the podcast, but I, I'm looking at it right now. It is the funniest thing, like, if you put aside the fact that it's based on true events, but that occurred in 1999 at some point. I couldn't find an exact date on it. So, anyway, so, looking at the scores, uh, we do have a winner, and it's not by much, but, Steve, you <laughs> were able to put yourself over. I'll tell you what, sleeping with Triple H, man, that'll put, that'll put you right at the top of the roster. That'll do it. That puts butts in seats. <laughs> what's in seats every things time. in my bud but you know whatever it takes so i, I didn't really think about wh- what the winner actually gets on this podcast so we'll have to figure that out and announce it on next week's episode so you'll have to tune into next week's episode to keep the kayfabe to find out what that is um do you guys want to know what the last tiebreaker question was just for fun yes sure. cool all right so would you rather get put through a table nine weeks in a row with no payoff <laughs> Or impregnate Mae Young, who in turn gives birth to a hand. Oh, my God. You guys watched that um, tape I sent you? <laughs> I didn't watch it yet. <laughs> it's pretty, it's got a weird pretty funny. Well, it, I, I don't have your – it was uh, – there was a wrestling thing I found on Instagram, and they had the whole Mae Young, Mark Henry going to a hotel room segment. Oh. I did back in the day yeah that was great dude it was it was pretty it's funnier now going back and watching that i probably did when i first saw it it was good it was so because he's acting all excited she puts <laughs> on the edible panties you have to watch it it's oh, funny oh, about that steve might not like it it's a little too much attitude error but <laughs> you know may young gets the mvp all like the shit she did like at oh yeah stage. dude yeah like, she was just the ultimate trooper 
I'm I'm go to answer your question though, Matt. I'm going with the May Young. May Young, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I do the May Young. I can't because that'd be cheating on Triple H. what a great game thank you guys for playing bump or no bump maybe we'll have some (laughs) more games in the future but again snaps or no snaps (laughs) awesome stuff thanks for putting that together man that was really fun so yeah boys this was another really fun episode thanks for tuning in and listening to keep the kayfabe this week uh, remember to follow us on Spotify and follow us on Instagram. Boys, can't wait for next week. I hope you all have a great, great uh, rest of your week and take it easy. Yeah, Peace. Can't wait to see what Steve won. <laughs> night with Triple H in the hotel. Yes. A divorce. I have the game. Consider it a divorce. <laughs> Time to play the game. The game. <laughs>